Hey guys, welcome to Discover Podcast. We're here once again, uh, going back to another version of, uh, sorry, another episode of Discovering Jesus Within the Scriptures. We're going to go back into Romans. Man, I honestly believe that this book can really set us free. Um, this chapter, chapter 6, is very short compared to the other ones, um, but um, we'll see how, how far we can get. The craziest things that I honestly see here is that just by reading the word itself, it just sets you free. Now, like I said before, it's so important to actually understand what we're reading, right? And honestly, this is why I love this version. And you'll, you'll understand as we read. It's like, it's just so clear, you know, what God is saying through these scriptures. And um, let's uh, let's just begin. Let's just go through chapter 6. Um, this chapter, uh, yeah, it's titled, Sin's Power is Broken. And last week, we were just finally tapping into... Um, the reality of the resurrection of Christ, you know, how because of one man's sin, which was Adam, um, we all deserve death. We all are under the curse of death. And now because of one man's uh, resurrection and his obedience to this father, we all have life and it's eternal life. And this is where we're starting to begin. And uh, we'll start to see the power of the resurrection against sin. So let's just begin. Let's go to chapter six, verse one. It says, well, then. Should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? He says, of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we joined with Christ, Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? Now, this is getting really good because this is something that, I mean, it's more than just Accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. This is what I want to get out, uh, get out at, uh, at the beginning of this podcast is that, you know, this is so deep. It, the resurrection of Christ is so deep. It's so profound. And what it actually means to resurrect with Christ, to be baptized and, and to really accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, to really understand the death and the resurrection, the crucifixion. All this stuff, and we'll we'll see all this stuff. And man, I love how Galatians also, you know, uh, parallels to this stuff too. But um, we're gonna read this again. Well, then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of His wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that we that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined Him in His death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Um, this has everything to do with us giving our lives to Jesus. Now, this is an episode where I'm going to get into this. And this stuff I've, I've, I've honestly talked about, I've mentioned the reality of giving our lives, surrendering our lives to Jesus. But this is where it starts to really um, take place, you know. Um, the, how it looks like, what it actually means to do that. You know, it's not just me going to an altar call and saying, I accept Jesus, Lord, as my Christ and Savior, you know, I'm sorry, as my Lord and Savior. Um, it's so much more. It's literally giving your life up. It's dying to ourselves so he can live within us. And now we re we resurrect as a new creation. The old me is gone. Now there's a new being that exists. There's a new Isaiah, there's a new John, there's a new Peter, there's a new, um, I don't know, Jonathan. There's, there's, there's new people. I mean, we're, we're new creations. God just doesn't just enter and that's it. No, it's, it's more than that. We resurrect. But this is the thing. We have to lay down our lives. This is what Christianity is all about. We give up our lives so he can live. So 
this is this is that's why it's boiling to him, Paul here in the scripture saying, I mean, why do people sin? You know, why are you guys even sinning in the first place? I mean, it's saying that, you know, people are just wondering, oh, so, I mean, when when sin is present, you know, God's grace abounds more. So should we sin more so his grace abounds even more? It says, no, well, we should be dead to sin. That, that's the power. That's the result of the resurrection. Because of one man's sin, we deserve death. But not because of what he did on that cross, we are alive in him. We are free from the power of sin. So um, verse 5 says, Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. So when we actually do accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we actually say, Lord, I, I unite myself in your death. I want to die with you. Just as you died, I die. Just as you laid your life, I lay down mine. And I give you my life. This is what he says, Since we have been united with him in his death, in other words, surrendering our lives, just like he did. We are also, no, sorry, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that the sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. This is for when we died. That's one of the biggest keys we can actually see here to be free from sin. So my question is this to you. Are you free from sin? No, that's probably the wrong question. Are, are, are you dead? Did you die with Christ? Did you actually give up your life? Did you say, I'm, I'm, I'm giving up everything. I give you my life. I, don't, I no longer want to return to that old self of me. Like I, I don't want to go back to that old self. I died with Christ. And it's, it's amazing because it's not just you just dying. It's with him. It's, it's seeing him in all things. It's with him, with, with Jesus. I mean, I love this. It's dying, uniting with him in his death. It's like, it's so much closer. You know, now I get to experience Jesus with a whole new different, this is a whole different type of relationship with Christ. I get to experience his death. Just as he laid his life down, I lay down mine. This is where the power of, of, of resurrection comes from. It's being with him. It's himself. It's, it's him. It's the resurrection himself. Without Jesus, without uniting ourselves. If we just give our lives to him, there's no power. But if we die with him, that's, the, that's where the power is at. Six says, so we know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that the sin might lose its power in our old lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We know that we will also live with him. Now, we are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead. See, this is the, this is the creed. Remember in, in, in uh, chapter 1 where it says um, that we know this is the Son of God because he was resurrected by the Holy Spirit? Like, this is the key. Like, because he was raised from the dead. Because he was raised from the dead, we know he's the one. And I love this because it says we are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead. It's like it's like this is this is the answer. Like this is the 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 seal. This is what actually makes it happen. Like without the resurrection of Jesus, this is all flawed. And there's another scripture in another passage in uh, uh, another book that he Paul says the same thing. He says you know if if there was no resurrection, then our faith is in vain. So the the resurrection is so much more powerful than we think. And what we actually believe. And this is crazy because people forget about the resurrection. We think it's just uh, something we celebrate on Sundays, on an Easter Sunday. But no, it should be an everyday thing. He is alive today still. He's alive right now. He is alive. 
We need to remember this because this is where we live. If we don't remember his resurrection, we'll fail to remember that we have died with him and resurrected with him. 9 says, we are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. Talking about Jesus. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. In other words, he died to break the power of sin. But now he lives without any sin. There's no power against him. It's just to live for his glory. In other words, th there is no such thing. You know, there's no such thing as you know, sin in his life. There's no such thing that sin can overpower him. That happened when he died. So imagine the power that he has over sin once he resurrected. So something is about, man, this, this entire chapter right now, it's just focusing on his resurrection. I love this a lot. Oh, this is so cool. 10, when, we, when he died, he, did, uh, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. Uh, so you also should consider yourself to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. There's no other way. It's his death and his resurrection. Don't let sin control the way you live. Do not give in sinful nature. Uh, do not give into. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master. Why? Because we gave our lives up to Jesus. This is what it means. If you want to be free from sin, make sure you actually did give up your life for him. And you actually live for him. And then, and it's not just about sin. Like, oh, I'm, I'm no longer going to do this anymore. I'm no longer going to commit this kind of sin anymore. I give that up. And that's that's true. That's that's part of it. But even in our normal lives, in our, our, in our regular lives, that we, are, we surrender our lives to his presence. Just him. Just being with Jesus. And everything that he's asking us from. Like, this life is all about saying yes to him. And no to me. So it can be the littlest things. Sometimes we fall into sin because we still say yes to ourselves, to our desires. It doesn't have to be sin. Maybe it's not forgiving someone. We're talking about the Jesus talks on Friday. Maybe it's, I don't know, not sharing with someone or not, not blessing someone with, with your life. I'm not sure what it could, whatever it can be. But you saying that my life is for him and I've surrendered my life to him, this, this is completely it. This is what it means. And also, when we, um, when we actually please ourselves more than, uh, than others or within God, and when we please ourselves in this way, we can easily fall into sin because we have no longer become slaves to Christ, but we become slaves to what we want. You know, the Christian life is about death to self. It's about me no longer wanting something. It's more what he wants in my life. And we should always be in communion with God to understand what is it that he wants in my life. This is what this is just saying. Um, sin is no longer your master. Verse 14. For you are no longer you're, you know, you, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. I love that. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. And man, this is so important. All of this has to do with his grace. All of this has to do with the fact that he sent his one and only son when we were still remember, when we were still sinners. We're going back to chapter five. As we were sinners, he died for you. So we have to understand that this this just didn't happen. We don't deserve any of this that's going on. We don't even have to, we don't even deserve to be free from sin. But because of his death and resurrection, 
because he sent his one and only son. We have access to God, and this is how we live a surrender life to Jesus. And this is how we give our lives constantly so we can be free from sin. As we unite ourselves in his death, we also unite ourselves in his resurrection. And we take all the privileges, all the blessings that come with his resurrection. It's freedom of ourselves, freedom of sin. 15. Well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. I mean, after reading all that we just read, I mean, it just sounds stupid to, <laughs> to actually ask that kind of question. Uh, verse 16 says, don't you, don't you realize that you become slave of whatever you choose to obey? Man, we were just talking about this. This is crazy. You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can just choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Again, you want to choose to live for yourself or to God. Which are you going to be a slave to, yourself or to righteous living? And righteous, again, is that literal connection with God. He sees us righteous. In other words, we can stand before him righteously in front of God, which means whatever you say goes. I'm in front of you. I just want to hear your voice. You tell me what to do, what to do today, what I shouldn't do, what I should do. That's righteous living. And he guides us. Man, I had a dream the other day. I'm going to share this. Very personal. You know, yeah, I'm going to share it. You know, I I actually, I, I feel this from the Lord. Um, today, um, I record the podcast, you know, maybe a day before or a couple of days before. And, um, but, you know, today, speaking as I recorded this podcast, um, I actually had a dream. And, um, man, it's just crazy. This is the second time God has spoken to me uh, this specific way through a dream. Um, he's asking for holiness for his people, guys. I, I mean, he's asking for a true surrendered life. Um, I had a dream where I saw, I was a big, it was like an auditorium, right? Outside. It wasn't inside. Ironically, it's outside, you know, all that's going on with COVID. I'm not sure if that has to do anything with it. But um, I just saw you know, this platform, this stage, and this crowd, you know, waiting to hear someone give a word or preaching. I saw this one guy who wasn't anointed before. I mean, I mean I'm just going to be completely honest. Um, as I, I, I know this guy, he's from our sister church, and his, his messages just lacked a lot of life. You know, they lacked a lot of, a lot of Jesus. And it's not to, you know, uh, boast or say anything bad about him. Um, uh, it's not to really say anything bad about him. It's just... It's interesting because in the dream, he was actually preaching very, very well. And if God, I mean, I, it's been a while since I, I've, I've spoken to this guy, but if God's doing something in his life, God, amen, you know, like let, let God do that. Um, let God use him more, you know. But the craziest part is that um, back then, you know, his messages were just like very, um, what you would call today, you know, very sugar coated, you know. And it wasn't really revelation. It was just maybe something you heard on a, uh, on a preaching. I, I'm just being completely honest and real. So, all I, and I remember, and so in this stream, I remember seeing this guy preach and he was on fire. Like, God was really using this guy. I was like, wow. Like, go Isaac. You know, like, this is so awesome. This is so cool. And um, all of a sudden, he, he, uh, he finishes his preaching um, people were just touched by what he was saying. And I was actually touched by what he was saying. And I was just so amazed. I was like, oh, bro, this is so great. Like, you're really spending time with God, you know. I was actually thinking that in my dream. And uh, all of a sudden, the next person that actually goes on the platform is Benny Hinn. 
And uh, and craziest thing, man, I actually went to Jesus 20 and I, I actually had the privilege to hear Pastor Benny speak. And uh, amazingly enough, man, it, it's just crazy. It's the whole another level to hear him speak. I, I, I love his preachings. I love the way he preaches the word. Um, everyone speaks about him in a negative way because of his past and what he's been through, the condemnation and all that stuff. Um, just people condemning him for certain things and stuff like that. And I get it, you know, I, I understand where that comes from. But I see God's grace all over his life, you know. And right now he's so in love with Jesus and I can see that and it's pure. Um, so honestly, it's just crazy, 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 you know, just to hear him speak. And uh, one thing is to listen to him online, but another thing is to listen to him in person. It's just a whole different, <laughs> the whole different preaching. And I say that because um, I can see that God has given him a grace to capture both the young and the old generation. Obviously the old because, you know, that's where he's from and, you know, he's used to that. But the young generation, that's almost, you know, unheard of. A preacher from, you know, an older generation to capture the hearts and the attention of, uh, of the young generation. And everyone, as you know, when I as I was hearing him preach, I was just you know drawn to what he was saying, but because he was just talking about Jesus in such a beautiful and amazing way, and um, he was talking about just surrender, like honestly, what we're what we're preaching right here, that's what he was actually talking about in Jesus twenty, um, to surrender our lives to him. It was just amazing. Now, I say this because I I I've noticed that Pastor Benny has an anointing to speak. And it's just amazing how everyone was silent when he was speaking. And not in a weird way, but it was just that everyone really was just drawn to what he was saying. And crazy, you know, when he sings his old hymns, everyone's singing along because they just, like I said, he just captures two generations. And uh, Jesus 20 is just full of young people, right? And it's crazy how, you know, even a younger generation um, just connects with what he's doing you know and it's just crazy how that happened but he has such a unique anointing to speak to both generations and that's something that i um i noticed about benny hinn so the dream goes like this it continues to uh to saying this um he just uh as he took the platform benny hinn just said a simple prayer and honestly in the prayer ironically enough you know comparing these two people um, he, he didn't sound anointed at all. He just had a simple prayer, a simple, like, God bless this day, this, this, and that, and that's it. And I I'm on stage with Benny Hinn, and I turn around to see the crowd, and everyone's crying out of this simple prayer. Everybody's just crying. Everyone has tissues, and they're just wiping their eyes, and I was like, what just happened? And then Benny Hinn looks at me and says, if you want this anointing, it requires two things. He says, surrendering your life to the presence of God and holiness. Now, I'm saying this because such grace and anointing upon his life come from these two things, obviously. But this is something that I want to really touch on today because he wants to give a new anointing this year, this level of anointing to his bride, to the people who are actually on this earth, his children, he wants to do this, but many people don't want to surrender to his presence and more to holiness. And I love that this chapter is just going all out with just being free from sin. And I actually go in the depths of not just falling into sin, but even not falling into our own passions and desires. They don't have to be 
technically sins. Just because it's not the law doesn't mean it's not God, you know. And I'm going to give the simplest example. Super simple example. Um, and people might not like what I'm about to say, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, let's see. Like, let's say God wants you to spend time with him, right? And instead, your flesh wants you to watch Netflix, binge on a show, which is a lot easier. Trust me. It's a lot easier to watch a show or a TV a series or, you know, a movie or something like that instead of spending time with the present, you know, spending time in his presence, watching videos online, spending time on social media, which is tough, you know, especially in this type of, in this day and age where we're living. Um, but this is what it means, right? Surrendering our lives. This actually, I would include in holiness, being set apart. Everyone in the world watches movies and Netflix and is on social media. But if you really want to be set apart, Set yourself apart from all those things and spend time with Jesus as much as you can. And your life will change. God will use your life in an amazing and powerful way. I mean, Betty Hinn was actually speaking how God actually told him that he, um, that he had to cut off Netflix. He had to cut off cable. He had to cut off television. Like God said, I want you to just cut off television right now. And uh, he says, okay. And that's the simple response that we need to have as a surrender generation. If we gave our lives to him, if we are dead to ourselves, that is the answer. Okay. No questions asked. No complaints. No crying about it. That's it. I give you my everything. This is holiness. This is being set apart. Now, people might say, oh, you're being too religious. Honestly, and I'm going to be completely honest. Now, it's not bad to watch a movie. It's not bad to watch Netflix. Obviously, there's some stuff that we shouldn't be watching. But listen, if you want to be set apart, I promise you, this is the way. If you really want to stand out from a crowd and let God use your life in an amazing way and powerful way, this is the way it's going to happen. This is holiness. I'm not very religious at all. But if God says, if, if God tells me, I don't want you to listen to this. I don't want you to watch that. I'll do it on the spot because he knows more than I do. Now, it might be for a season. It might be for, it might be for a moment. For example, um, I'm going to be very vague and open to you guys. I listen to Coldplay a lot. That's my favorite band. But there has been times where God says, I don't want you to listen to Coldplay right now. I said, yes, Lord. And there's been times where I, I go months without listening to Coldplay. Uh, right now, I, I was listening to Muse, and uh, I love Muse a lot too. But also, God has actually currently told me, I want you to stop listening to Muse. And I felt my heart being pulled away from His presence just by listening to something. Now, I'm not saying Muse is bad or listening to that type of music is bad. Uh, it depends on everybody, right? But honestly, this is why relationship is so important. I had to be really sensitive to the Holy Spirit and say, Okay, Lord, I know you're telling me this, and I have to first know that He's saying it and to obey. It reminds me of chapter one, that they believe and they obey. You know, that God has, uh, when Paul was saying that he's given us the authority and the privilege as apostles to preach the good news to the Gentiles, to, uh, to, share, to share with them what God has done for them, so they might believe and obey. Again, the reality of the gospel, one is relationship with Christ and two, obedience to what he is saying. This is literally the Christian life. 
it's not to say you can't do this or can't do that. No, it's, it's actually just love. Lord, I love you. And for you, I'll do anything. It's like if you have a girlfriend or, or, or a boyfriend and they say, man, I don't, I don't want you to do this. I don't know. It can be, you know, I have no idea. I mean, I'm not going to go into that. I don't want to say <laughs> much, but it can be anything, right? It can be like uh, you can't talk to this person or when you do this, it hurts me. Or when you stop doing this or you tell me this, it hurts. And, you know, because you love them, you actually stop. Is it a bad thing? Probably not. But to them, it actually is very important. So I say, sorry. I won't do it again. It says uh, 17 says, Thank God. Once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. It's talking about the Roman people. Now you are free from your slavery. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Because of the weakness of your human nature, I am using this illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led to even deeper into which led even deeper, ever deeper to sin. Uh, now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living, so that you will become holy. <laughs> Just connecting everything. I love the word. This is what happens all the time. You go somewhere, and honestly, the word just backs you up. Twenty. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do, things that end in eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead into holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Man, so <laughs> I love this chapter. This chapter is so good, <laughs> man. Um, yeah, guys, let's. Um, I, I, I'm just gonna pray. I'm gonna pray for everyone. Um, but the Lord's convicting in this moment to live holy lives, and I mean truly holy. I mean not just not sinning. I mean fully sold out to Jesus Christ, because this is the only way we'll experience the freedom of the power of sin. Because I promise you, sin is very powerful. But guess what? We are united with Christ. We're united in the death, which in the death, he destroyed sin. And his resurrection is just complete glory. Glorified. We live and we're free from what he has accomplished in that grave. So, Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy and your grace, Jesus. I thank you because you are the one who set us free from sin. I thank you because you, Jesus, are calling your people tonight, today, to live holy lives again. Surrender the lives to you, Lord. We want to give you our, all of our hearts, Lord. And I pray that every single person that's listening, Lord, that you give them the strength to, first of all, the ability to listen to your voice in these days, in these hours, Lord, so you can give them direction. And you give them instructions and they simply obey because you are so good. I pray for more time in the presence with them, Lord. Attract their hearts to say no to certain things and more time in your presence. So you can really reign in their lives and they can really manifest Jesus on this earth. Lord, you are calling 
out this generation to be holy, spotless, and blameless. Why? Because you're coming soon. We can't wait to see you, Lord. We can't wait. So here is our lives once again. Thank you for every heart that is giving, every heart that is being turned into you once again. And I pray that you, Jesus, become king again in their hearts. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your love. And we just want more of you every single day. In your beautiful name we pray. Amen. Wow, guys, that was an interesting episode. Um, it felt different than the rest, honestly, but it was powerful. I, I enjoyed it with all of my heart, and I can't wait to get into chapter 7. That was all of chapter 6. And uh, again, I would really advise you guys to truly read this book. Man, this is just the beginning. We're getting into chapter 8, which is even stronger. It has to do with the faith and all that stuff. Oh, it's just amazing. Um, so... It's just, uh, I just love this book so much. So guys, read this scripture on your own in the secret place with Jesus. Find Jesus just as I do in the scriptures. Everybody can do this. Find a scripture that just really speaks to your spirit and just go for it. Be free today. Be in this place where we can really read the scriptures so the scriptures can really set us free. It's himself. It's the word. Let the word become life in you because he is eternal life. He is life. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I pray that this really just motivates you to continue discovering Jesus every single day. We will see you guys in the next episode of the next Friday uh, Jesus Talks. And uh, we can't wait. We just really can't wait. Um, I pray for everyone. Hope everybody is being safe um, in these weird and confusing times. But you know what? The Lord is still doing amazing things in the midst and he is not afraid of what's going on and he most of all is not distracted so let us not be distracted in these times all right guys thank you so much take care bye bye